0: so kind of kicking it off everybody understands right i want to make sure that there's no confusion everybody understands that this is the literal first cup that we're doing today but it started last night everybody understands that right at nana padrino's house at the brewer home we started the first cup which was the cup of sanctification and i want to just make sure that we're because it was last night everybody had a lot of prep work to get ready for today. I wanted to just make sure that we were remembering the significance and the importance of last night. When we talked about the cup of, of sanctification, that's in reference to uh, Exodus 6:6 6, 6, where he lays out the four I wills or the four promises And the first one was I will bring you out. Now uh, a major dynamic that was that, that went along with that cup of sanctification, was this dynamic of not an earthly ruler in pharaoh and in egypt versus a heavenly ruler that's kind of detached but it was an earthly ruler who was directing a system of oppression against a heavenly father and this process of sanctification um, in large part was to bring the people the hebrew people the bene israel the sons of israel back to right understanding and right alignment of their position as a family now remember the dynamic too that the reason that they were such a threat to that system and the reason that they were put in that place uh, of being under oppression was because of that dynamic of family that that was a threat to a system um because of the power that's carried in that family dynamic now something that was really powerful that was said last night was that yahweh was speaking Speaking to his people, saying, "I'm going to give you a fresh start, essentially." And we talked about how this, how that became the beginning of the year, where, where he directed them as one of the first commandments, saying that this is going to be your new start, and how that restoration of right identity was, and this was something that was extremely powerful. I don't know if anybody caught this, but something extremely powerful from that, uh, what was what was shared last night was through this restoration of identity that there was an activation of purpose. So this sanctification process brought them to an activation of purpose. Now I want you to to be thinking about that as I explain this second cup that we're gonna engage in this morning. Because the next cup that we engage in together as a family is deliverance. How powerful is it that there's this process of sanctification before you're delivered from under something? How effective would it be if we were just delivered from something and kind of just set loose? Yeah. Do you, yeah. Don't you think that we would just circle right back and go right back into the yeah. system we yeah. came from? Yeah. Probably not even recognizing it. Yeah. Right. So there had to be this there had to be this dynamic of, of, of a heavenly father, not just some far-off ruler, but a heavenly father restoring and bringing back that understanding of right identity yeah. and the activation yeah. of purpose so that we could go yeah. through that process Amen. of deliverance. Amen. Now that second promise where in again Exodus 6, 6, where he says, I will deliver you from under their bondage. Um, this, this cup is specifically meant to um, bring us to a place of remembrance of the place, of the the the, the ten steps that it took for Pharaoh's heart to go from a place of being hardened to then releasing and saying, you know. You, you you can leave now the, uh, the The really powerful thing about that again I want to kind of go back to this dynamic of that sanctification process that had to go first for us to step for our people to step into deliverance was that During the plagues when all of those were released step by step and we'll go through those here and here, here in a minute the the the, the people the B'nai Israel were still in the same—they were still in Egypt during all the plagues, right? It's easy to think about the Egyptians just being subject to these plagues, and you can almost, in your mind, without even thinking about it, allow this separation to happen. But they were witnessing all the same things. They were, in many ways, subject to the same things. Now, there is there is something really powerful that, during that process, the, the father— was intentional to separate certain things from his people, and he was very clear about um, drawing that line and highlighting his people in that process. But even in that, they weren't just removed watching from a distance what was going on. They were witnessing firsthand what was happening. Could you imagine witnessing all those plagues step by step going through this process of deliverance and not really knowing what your identity is, not really knowing what your place in the family is, not really knowing if this is, just, yeah. this is just something you're being subject to mm-hmm. and, and not going to get out of. Like it was mentioned last night, could you imagine being in that position not knowing if it was going to work? Not knowing if the blood was, was going to work that's, that was on the doorpost. Yeah. So then, obviously, he goes through the plagues. We go through all these steps. And there's this deliverance process that happens. Remember, we talked about the significance of the door, the letter to let, and we engaged in that. And we talked about how this, this symbolism of the door was this powerful thing that's not just the literal doorway that they got to paint over, but this dynamic of having a doorway to walk through that was covered by the blood of a spotless lamb. That, that's a dynamic that we see throughout the scriptures. That's a prophetic declaration of the opportunity that we get to partake in every moment, every year, every day, every time we celebrate this holiday and this feast together, and every time we get to engage with that, we get the opportunity to walk through that doorway into a place of deliverance because we've been sanctified and know that know our right identity and family. Um, remember the dynamic of good versus truth. We've talked about that before, but I wanted to just also highlight the significance of good versus truth where, we could have again if we hadn't gone through the process if our ancestors and our people hadn't gone through that process of understanding their right identity through the sanctification process that they wouldn't have been able to understand good versus truth not that there wasn't struggle in it not that there wasn't wrestling that they had to that they had to walk themselves through but could you imagine how hard it would be to, to discern between good and truth if you hadn't gone through that process first now, before I, I go into the second part, I want, um, if we could, everybody come up and grab your cups, bring them back to your seats with your family. Um, don't drink it yet, because I want to explain something really powerful with it. But if we could get those cups and go back to our seats. <laughs> all right, so what I want us to do now that we all, we all have our cups is we're going to do something that's traditional to uh, this cup of deliverance. Um, again, remember that the, the dynamic that we, we, we think about when we go through this cup of deliverance is that there were, there were plagues that the people were subject to. There was a process they had to go through before they, they, they stepped out of a place, before they stepped through that doorway and out from under a system of oppression into being delivered from, from something, right? The traditional thing that we do when we're remembering the deliverance process is we'll actually go through one by one the, the 10 plagues. So what we're going to do is I'm going to read the Hebrew name for the plague. I'll read it in Hebrew and English so we can hear it and engage with it and remember it. And what we do, according to the, the tradition, is everybody with their, with their glass. Now be careful with... The couches and the carpet and everything, because normally what you, what you do is you actually dip your finger into the cup and you, you, you take that drop onto your plate because what that signifies is you're taking out, let me back up the, the, the wine itself represents good and fruitful things, right? It's the wine is a good thing to engage in what we're doing by taking out those, those drops and taking it out of the glass is we're actually going through a process of, of being very thankful for that deliverance that our people went through, but also remembering that there was a lot of loss in that, in that, in that process. Yes. That even with all of the, all of the plagues, especially leading up to number 10, where the, the, there was the death of the firstborn, that there was a lot of, a lot of loss in that. And that's completely an understatement. But what we're doing is we're, we're not just remembering for our sakes the deliverance that we went through, but we're also remembering the the plagues and the ultimate plague that the Egyptians were also um, subject to. Now, the cool thing with that is that put yourself in that situation where when we go through a process of sanctification into deliverance under under from out from under something, that we don't just forget what Yahweh did. That we don't just forget and, and, and completely let it leave our memory, so that we can maybe even just walk right back into it at some point. But we 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 keep that remembrance in our hearts so that we can move forward and then remember loss that allowed us to get to the place that we were, but the blessing that comes from that. So, forgive me for my pronunciation, but again, what we'll do right now is is you'll dip when I when I read the Hebrew in the English you'll dip your finger in and you can you can leave a drop if you have a plate drop it on your plate or you can drop it back in the cup um I guess just whatever whatever works yeah
1: I just I don't know if I need do I need the microphone um I saw something as he was talking I suggest get a plate I don't want it back in the cup so with every plate there's symbolism to us right we didn't physically go through plagues But we have physically had loss as we've been delivered. Loss has come while we've been delivered from one thing to the next. So every time we dip our finger, remove it from the cup. One, to remember. But two, because then when I drink of that cup, I'm drinking of the fullness that he has for me moving forward with the removal of the loss. So. So there's already loss, but in that remembrance, we're taking that out of the cup that we're about to engage in, does that make sense? So just to be able to engage, um, you know, to engage that, that whatever loss has come as we've moved through this process, that we're we're physically doing something right now. We're taking the time to remove the loss from our cup. One, to honor it, but two, that we don't drink of it again. That I don't drink of the same loss again. Because there's something that this deliverance is going to bring purpose to. Amen.
0: Well, good. It's good. Thank you for adding that. Does everybody have a plate? Everybody good? All right. So again, I'm going to read the Hebrew. I'll tell you what it is in English. You take the drop, put it on your plate. All right? Okay and, and uh, repeat the Hebrew after me so we can all engage in it, okay? Dom. 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 That is the blood. Like when they turn the water to blood?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Zafardeya. Zafardeya. Say that again. Zafardeya. That was the frogs. Kinim. That was the vermin. A rope. A, rope. A, rope. A rope. Flies. Dever. 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 That was played. Shaheen. Shaheen. <laughs> Boils. Barad. That was the hail. Arbe That was the locusts. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a tough one. You ready? Choshech. That was darkness. Choshech was darkness. And then the last and final play, which was the death of the first form. Makat Magat. As you guys are engaging
1: this cup and um, and just enjoying the fullness that he's restored back to us, how amazing is it that we went from a little communion cup to being our eyes open to the fullness of what communion is. Um, I didn't get a chance to do this and it wasn't necessary. It wasn't necessarily necessary because Jason just walks with command presence, which I'm super proud of. Uh, but I didn't get to kind of send him into that to let you guys know that I have two sons Jason and Derek. What is that Derek? That willingly took on an invitation when I said, Do you guys do either of you guys want to take on a cup? And they were like, Yes. And they pressed in and they chose the second and the third cup. So I uh, just wanted you guys to know that you guys know that you guys have always gotten my voice. I'm always talking about the cups. And the multiplication of what they're going to bring today is really going to add to our family. So super proud of you guys. And that was amazing. Um The only thing I just wanted to add uh, with this cup of deliverance as your... Well, Jason, let me share this and then share that. Let that that thing (laughs) share that thing um i just want to read this because remember the cup of deliverance he's saying yes absolutely remembering the place but in the storyline think about deliverance this way at least this is how i we're going to go on a journey today of all the cups last night was the cup of sanctification so he he took us out he said come out from under so we know we're about to leave And that's all we have. You're gonna, you, you're starting something new. You're coming out from under. Now we're engaging this cup of deliverance, which is the process of moving. So we have begun our journey. His literal words in Exodus: the, the, um, the promise is, I will rescue you. The reason for saying that is because there's a difference between I'm gonna bring you out and then rescue you. There, it's twofold. You can, he said it best, you can leave something and never be rescued. Yeah. You can also be rescued and never leave something yeah. and constantly need to be rescued. Yeah. And so there's this process he's taking us through. So we are, we have been, the, the initial thing was we're going to come out from under, but then deliverance, the way that I see that is we're walking through the process of being delivered. He's talked about this before you can be delivered but it doesn't mean you're sent you have a letter and i put a stamp on it and i say deliver you know right. we've, we've had a very high focus in the past deliverance ministry how many of us have been delivered from something but then without understanding the rescue or filling up our homes, it comes right back and it comes back sevenfold because we have not engaged in the fullness of what he has for us with communion. So for this, we have been brought up from under, but now deliverance is, he said, I will rescue you from your slavery. So think about last night with the egg. You can leave something but still need to be rescued from slavery, particularly in our mindsets or our muscle memory from where we've come from. So as you guys are engaging in this cup, really activate that. And I wanna read Hebrews 8, 7 through 12. For if that first one had been faultless, there would not have been discourse seeking a second. For finding fault within them, he says, behold, days are coming, says Adonai. Then I will inaugurate a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, for they did not remain in my covenant, and I did not care for them, says Adonai, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says Adonai. I will put my Torah into their mind, and upon their hearts I will write it, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And no more will they teach each one his fellow citizen and each one his brother, saying, no, Adonai, because all... All will know me, from the least of them to the greatest, for I will be merciful toward their iniquities and their sins. I will remember no more. Amen? So the deliverance is this specifically him saying, they're going to be my people, and I'm going to be their God. So think about last night from sanctification. I'm going to bring you out from under, and that's it. But to what? I'm going to rescue you and say, you are going to be my people, and I'm going to be your God. This is the cup where he basically says, now shift fathers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shift the deliver- yeah. <laughs> shift fathers. Yeah. The deliverance is, last night I brought you out of something, but you got to run into something, or you'll go right back to what yeah. you came out of. Yeah. So deliverance is him saying in Hebrews, this new covenant, you're going to know me. Yeah. You're gonna know who I am, and I'm gonna be their God, and they're gonna be my people. Amen. Amen. But uh, Jason has something really cool to share. Well, I can document. Go ahead.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, mom's, mom's got me covered. So this is I'm, I I can't take credit for this. Like this came from from research and from other things. But um, if you think about you have the the um, the top of the door frame and then you have the sides where you, where, the, where the blood gets painted. right so if you took a point in each of those spots it makes a triangle that points up so there's this prophetic act of when we paint the doorway and when we take that blood and we cover the door that we're doing a prophetic act that's pointing up towards the towards the father right When Yeshua was crucified on the cross with arms outstretched and feet down, the areas where he would have bled and he would have been wounded, if you take those three points, it would have been a triangle pointing down. So there was like a prophetic act of then heaven pointing down towards us. And again, I can't take credit for this. This came from research. But if you put those two triangles, the one pointing up and the one pointing down, and you overlay them on each other it creates the star of David mm. so,
1: the reason why I wanted him to share that is because we're about to walk into some other cups the next one is the cup of redemption what is he saying when he said I'll bring the fullness of what was flip it upside down and finish the story but what do we do with that and so uh the the house of Israel is super important. And part of that is after we kind of get finished here, enjoy your cups, but we're going to be taking the Afikomen bags that you guys brought. And we are going to ultimately then send you all outside because we're going to be hiding them inside. But part of the Afikomen tradition is that there's, I'm not going to get all the way into it. We've talked about this, but there's two houses. The houses have been broken up. So when in Hebrews I just read it when he said I'm going to make a new covenant with the house of Israel what did he say under the house of Judah and Israel it was he just said it in Hebrews so there are two things that need to come together for his fullness part of the Afi- afikomen bag tradition is what you guys don't know is inside that bag is his basically his broken body in half. Part of it is left out, and part of it is in that bag. And our job is, when we go look for this afikoman, is that we are going to search after the lost sheep. We're going after the lost house, the other half that has been separated. So that's what we're doing, and this is just super powerful that we get to activate this throughout the day with looking at the house, or, uh, with the, sorry, David, with the whole house that we get to do that all day today. So just something I thought cool. We Important.